Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Hi there, dear ones. Today we're going to talk about something that seems to be showing up a lot in my work and I'm also noticing a little bit um, in some of my friendships as well and it's a little bit of a delicate topic so I hope to be of good service on it but I've been noticing a theme lately with people and that is um, you know what do you do when someone turns out not to be the person you thought they were. Um, maybe not even just they're not the person that you need them to be, but they're just not the person that you thought they were. And it's a very hard thing to go through, but I think that everyone has experienced it in some fashion. And I certainly seem to get people... Um, that are going through it at very heavy, critical junctures in their lives. So um, I've had clients, you know, I have a client who I had to work with when her husband turned out to be gay. That's a pretty devastating blow. Um, I had another client that had been trying for a couple of years to get pregnant and found out that her husband actually had had a vasectomy, <laughs> that's another pretty big blow. Um, or even, you know, just finding out that your intimate partner is being unfaithful. Um, I also had a client who um, had a roommate who was consistently late on rent and somehow was able to determine that this person had actually lost their job months and months ago and was basically just leaving the house in the morning and pretending to go to work. And I, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if they were just going and, you know, sitting in a coffee shop or at a park. Um, but there are certainly times where someone in a large fashion turns out not to be the person that we thought that they were. And my hope is, if this is reaching you, that you are not experiencing something as devastating as the examples I gave. Okay, those are the extremes. But I think we've all had a relationship where, you know, something happens where like a little light bulb goes off and you look at this person and you go, huh, I don't know how I feel about you anymore. And it could be something that's gradual or it could be something as quick as a snap of the fingers. And, you know, we all have our lines. So in a personal example for me, when my cat died, who was the love of my life, and it was just a very sacred relationship that I can't even begin to convey, there were two people that I was very close to, including another friend that had no children but had fur babies. And I had two who I considered to be very close friends 
that not only didn't show up for me, but didn't even acknowledge that my cat had died. And, you know, maybe to an average person that might be a source of disappointment, but for me, that's one of my lines. If I really, really need someone or I'm really, really hurting, there are certain people that I expect to show up for me. And these people didn't. And it very much impacted our friendships to the point that I sort of had to remove myself from having any interaction with them for several months um, because I was so hurt and so resentful at the lack of support and acknowledgement of my grief. So whatever your line is, whatever your expectation is, whether it's that somebody is, you know, not being truthful or you find out that someone has a very different value system. Um, I want to sort of walk you through, I think, in my experience through my work and also in my personal life, what needs to happen um, for you to get through that. And the first thing that is the most critical is to put some space between you and that person because the last thing you want to do is um, speak or do something out of anger because you're trying to protect yourself. Put a little distance between the two of you so that you can sort of take some breaths and see how you feel. And then I think the best thing you can do is give yourself the time and space to essentially go through the stages of grief. Um, I think probably for a lot of people, we spend a good amount of time in denial before that revelation comes. Um, And then maybe we even go through a little bit of the bargaining going, oh, no, no, you know, maybe they're just having an off day or, oh, maybe I was just, you know, had too many expectations or maybe I wasn't clear enough. Um, you know, where you kind of make excuses or try to make it still work. Um, but those heavier ones, you know, the anger and the sadness, give yourself some time to really process those feelings. And, you know, kind of my rule of thumb that I use with clients is, especially when they're coming in about something and they're just stuck on something. And this isn't something that I came up with. I mean, I think we've all seen this across the internet. If it's not going to matter in five minutes or five hours or five days or five years, don't give it any energy right now. Well, certainly if you've been married to someone that turns out to be gay, that is going to impact you in five days and five weeks and five months and five years. Um, If you have hired someone who is you know, stealing from you, yes, that affects you. Um, So when it is something that's very serious like that, that is truly life-changing, put some space between the two of you and give yourself time to be angry and give yourself time to grieve that relationship. And from there, it's it's up to you. Normally, I don't see any kind of reconciliation. I think, um, you know, if, if someone really turns out to be someone very different than who you thought they were, generally the best thing is to walk away. 
because ultimately at the end, like if we're going through the five stages of grief, um, I'm sorry, the five stages of death, this is essentially the death of a relationship. Um, the final stage is acceptance and that can be the hardest part, um, you know, for the person whose husband turned out to be gay, she just had such a hard time accepting that, you know, how did she miss the signs? How did she not know? Why didn't he say something sooner? You know, could she have done something different? Blah, blah, blah. Um, the woman whose husband had had a vasectomy really, really had a hard time letting go of that anger because it, it, affected her life in a profound way. Here she had a partner, you know, that she thought was going to be the father of her children. And in fact, now she had lost many childbearing years and was going to have to try to find someone else, fall in love, get married, and have children in whatever window of time she had left. So she felt that she really had been robbed, like almost like a crime had been committed against her. And, um, you know, then she felt this racing pressure to find someone else in a way that maybe wasn't going to be as authentic as the process of meeting her husband and falling in love and going through all of those stages. So accepting that it was a thing that happened and that if she was going to have children, it was certainly not going to be with this man. Um, you know, that was really, really hard for her. But what I want to convey in all of this is that there are other options. You know, we always think that there's only one way and that's simply not true. So the person whose husband turned out to be gay was able to have another wonderful relationship for a period of time and now doesn't really feel ready to have a relationship for a while. Um, I'm not totally sure what happened with um, the person whose husband had had a vasectomy. I have not worked with her for some time, but, you know, we certainly explored her options, you know, in terms of maybe being a foster parent or adopting a child on her own or you know, finding someone else who also very much wanted to have a child and making that the basis of the relationship is just two adults coming together who really wanted to experience parenthood um, or even, yeah. So I'm not exactly sure where her life is right now, but, you know, we certainly looked at other options. So when someone turns out not to be the person that you think they were, it is okay to walk away. It is okay to forgive them and still walk away because remember, forgiveness does not necessarily mean that someone gets to stay in your life. Sometimes there are people that you love so much and you just can't help them and that's okay too. It's hard to acknowledge, but it's okay too. So um, in another personal example, there was a a person in my life who was very important to me for a very long time, um, who was older than me, that I considered a mentor, um, almost like, you know, another father figure, um, someone that, you know, even I would say my family really liked and our families got along really well. And, 
was just a person that I really looked up to and that I could trust and go to for guidance and, and support, especially during my teenage years. And as I got older, you know, of course things evolve and you become more friends. And there were just one too many things that were just a little off to me. And, you know, I don't want to go into specifics um, because I certainly want to protect this person's identity in case anyone in my hometown is is listening. But at the end of the day, I would say after, you know, probably 30 years of having this person in my life, um, the things that he was relying on me to support him for as an adult, when I was an adult, were often a little bit uncomfortable. And one day I just looked at him and realized that he was a very weak man. And there was no other way for me to describe that other than he was a very, very weak man who would probably very easily um, crumble at a stray woman's affections. And I got to a point that I could no longer endorse or support him um, in his unhappiness in his marriage, which at one point failed, and then he had another relationship. And it seemed like there was always someone else that he was chasing. And then when he would get that person, then there was always someone else. And there was always a reason, you know, that this person wasn't treating them well and that he was so miserable. And I finally just had to end the friendship because all of those years that I had relied on this person, I just saw him in a very different light. And so I just needed to walk away because I could not help him and I could not change him. And it's something that's still very difficult for me because it's someone that I really, really loved and someone that helped me. And, you know, here's the thing that you can take away from this. So even in those heavy cases, you know, where these relationships are failing because someone has been betrayed, that love was still there. So I have no doubt that even though my client's husband was gay, that he did have great love for her. And I really believe that um, for the client whose husband had a vasectomy, that they were very much in love when they got married. It just was something that he didn't want and didn't know how to bring up and clearly did not deal with in a proper manner. But it doesn't... So yes, there was something that was horrible, but it doesn't change the fact that love existed. And that can be true in a friendship that falls apart. And I have to often remind myself with with this person that even though I came to realize that he was a very weak man and I was only seeing what I wanted to see in him as a teenager, that that support and that mentorship um, that he had given me, um, being a person that I could trust in a difficult time in my life, that was all still very real. Those things still happened. And so you can hold on to the parts that are worth savoring and worth remembering. And yet at the same time, it's okay to walk away. So ultimately what I'm getting at is when someone turns out to be a person that you don't think they are or who you don't want them to be, 
put a little bit of space between the two of you so that you have some time to process. Work through your anger, work through your sadness, work through your denial, and then come to a place of acceptance. And acceptance often means letting that person go. And it's not just letting them go, it's letting the idea of them go. And it also sets you free because at the end of the day, we have to accept people exactly as they are. Not who we want them to be, not who we wish they were. Because if you love somebody and you're trying to change them, then you don't love them. If you love someone, you accept them exactly as they are, warts and all. And if someone betrays you or someone lies to you or someone hurts you, the best thing that you can do for yourself is demonstrate your love for yourself and the respect and esteem that you have for yourself and walk away from that and set that example that you're not going to let anyone diminish your dreams, your goals, or your importance. That you're not going to let anyone else dictate your needs or wants or desires. That in accepting them as the person they are, you are also demanding that they accept you as you are, okay? When someone hurts you, when someone lets you down, when someone deceives you, you don't need to bend or break, okay? You need to uproot yourself and put yourself somewhere else. It's the best thing that you can do for yourself. And I know that all of this is easier said than done. But life is too short to be walking around trying to wish and hope and pray that someone can be the person that you want them to be. And you know what? If they're not, there is someone else who is. Okay? So I know this wasn't the easiest, most uplifting conversation today, but it's been coming up a lot and it's really important. And, you know, on a, on one quick little, um, one quick little side note, there's also, when it comes to an intimate relationship, one of the things that, that comes up for me frequently, um, is, you know, women sometimes feeling like for whatever reason, they've just, outgrown the relationship or they're just done with the relationship and I'm certainly not advocating that you go into a marriage lightly I think I'm still very traditional in that sense and that the vows that you take you stick to them when you stand in front of everyone and say for better or for worse all of those things that you are making that lifetime commitment, but there are always exceptions. So I, I have a very dear friend who is not married, but who has been in a long-term relationship. And for the last, I would say, two years, you know, she's just been feeling less attracted to her long-term partner, um, not really so much in love, kind of like she's gotten everything she needs out of their time together and she's ready to move on and she's really, really struggled with it. And finally in the last month, I don't know what, what precipitated it, but they actually sat down and had a conversation and she discovered that her partner actually has <laughs> been feeling the exact same way. And I thought it was so beautiful that these two had been staying together out of kindness and concern for the other people's feelings 
and they were able, able to have such an amicable separation and it was really, really beautiful. And, and she has such a light and such a spark about her now that she's back out on her own. So, you know, I guess the other side of the coin is don't try to be someone that you're not for another person. And that might actually be the most important thing of all, because, you know, with my client, if her husband had been upfront about being gay and didn't feel like he couldn't admit that, if he had just said, I'm gay and hadn't tried to be a straight, good boy, church going man, he would have saved her many, many years of pain. If my other client's husband had been upfront and said, I actually don't want to have children instead of trying to pretend that he was someone that wanted to be a father while clearly taking measures behind her back to ensure that wouldn't happen. He could have saved her many years of pain. And so with my friends, you know, it was a wonderful breakup and really there should be a book written about it because they just were the models on how to do it. Um, but you know, they spent two years sort of tiptoeing around each other when they could have been free a long time ago. So I think actually the most important part of this is don't try to be someone that you're not for someone else. And if someone else turns out to be a person that they aren't or the person that you thought they were going to be, the best thing to do is to just walk away and let that go and deal with all of the feelings without continuing to hurt each other, okay? So I know this isn't the easiest thing, but sometimes our growth in life comes from hard, hard stuff. So if there's a situation that you have gone through or that you're struggling with in terms of um, a person not being who you need them to be or you know not feeling clear about a relationship, just reach out to me, send me an email, get in touch. I can help you work through it. Um, I would also love to hear a success story in how you empowered yourself and acknowledged your own strength and divinity and said, nope, this doesn't work for me anymore and I'm not going to bend or break for you. So it's time to walk away. Okay, so we will reconvene next week. Enjoy this beautiful day. Be grateful for this day and this chance at life and this opportunity to be alive. And we will get together again next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at Hope to hear from you soon.